Welcome back, Warriors. <laughs> My name is Rob Wong. And what's going on, everyone? I'm Scott Pagliaccio. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, we are... Well, I, I'm at least excited to be here. And I feel like generally there's a degree of anxiety for me, like logging onto this thing, because like Scott and I have to figure out what we're talking about and then make it like really engaging. But like today it kind of just naturally arose. So we're talking about what everyone gets wrong about success today. Uh, and that feels particularly relevant because I think both of us have been going through a degree of transformation on this in terms of like, well, what does success look like? What does it actually take to get there? And I, I know the, the misconception that I was battling with before was like, hey, in order to succeed, you got to do this on your own. And I don't know if it's like an American culture thing where you got to like learn to pull yourself up by your bootstraps or if it's just me and like, it's probably just me. Like, I feel like for a long time, I intrinsically and like unconsciously just didn't trust people. So I was like totally convinced like the way to do this is that you don't rely on anyone because people are unreliable, which is why I think I ended up doing more investment type work because it's just me versus the market. I don't have to go through anyone. I just click buttons and submit orders and sell things. Um, but I'm turning my attention more towards launching my own business lately, like kind of building up my side hustle into a full business. And what I'm discovering is that I'm a fucking idiot because I, it's it's so much easier with people. And like it just it, it just started happening. Like people started inserting themselves into the process. And then I, was, I just kept on getting inspired. And then the next time someone offered to help, I said yes. And then that gave me the next inspirational step and currently, it feels very easy, very accessible. Like, like this is, it feels so doable. Whereas before, it felt sort of like I was trying to find my way out of a giant fog bank and I didn't know which way was up. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I think it's really common for, I, I'll, I'll speak to, to my own experience. Like, as a man, I didn't trust other men until I started like doing men's work. And I realized like a, other men that felt safe and I wanted to be around, like they weren't doing anything on their own either. Like the, the old, even the old in the old West, like the cowboy, like he wasn't doing shit on his own. Somebody made a saddle, somebody made his gun. So, but as men in, in the culture and how I grew up was suck it up don't be a pussy, figure it out. You got to do it on your own. So that is always been in the background for me. And what I realized, like, it also has to do with the relationship I have with myself and not trusting myself. And um, how am I going to trust someone else if I don't even trust me? You know, it doesn't feel safe in my own body. I'm not going to trust anyone else. Plus, I was picked on, bullied, beaten up by men. I didn't like men. I always hung out with women. Um, I was a nice guy and, and I was a bad boy. And then when I started doing men's work and being around safe men, I realized like, holy fuck, there's a community of men that want to help one another. And why wouldn't I use that as a resource to help, you know, them and me. And so I feel like you're not a fucking idiot. It's just like, that's the way we were raised as men is to really not trust other men. It's like, we're in, 
competition with them and it's not about collaboration. Um, so I think there's a lot of layers in there and it sounds like you're starting to trust yourself and other people, not just men, but men and women. Cause we talked about this a little bit before we hit play and record. And you're saying that it's not just men, it's men and women. And as you go out on the way, the way is appearing. And totally. you don't, yeah, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm reflecting on what you're saying here. And I, I think that absolutely feels true. It's like every time I put a foot out, the universe throws up the next part of the pathway for me to set a foot down on. And I think you're right too. Like if you're out there right now listening, wanting to start your own business, one of the first things that, that, that I noticed when I started my own coaching business was how everyone else felt like competition and like, I didn't even want to put my own material out there because I was worried someone else would steal it, right? It's like, oh, mm. someone's just going to take my techniques and use it to make their own business better. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a rational response to like that, like launching a business. But in the long term, like you were saying, Scott, I noticed that it was stifling my ability to get even my name out there. People didn't even know I was a coach because I was so worried that other people would just wipe my shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to exist in a state like that constantly. Like if I'm always afraid of being offed by my competition, if I'm always worried and looking over my shoulder, I don't have time to get creative and make like a excellent marketing campaign that everyone's excited to engage with or whatever. I'm I'm so busy trying to protect my territory that it keeps even my clients out. So I, I thought the fact that you brought that up was pretty brilliant. Like trust is definitely the first step or at the very least learning how to disarm that sense of jealousy and fear and like worry about everyone else. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you, you know, you're leaning in there. And, and that's another thing, like it sounds like, or it feels like, if you're always worried about the other person that you weren't in action around doing anything, like you were in fear and staying back, which kept you from doing anything. And, you know, how are you going to reach an audience or when you're afraid that somebody's going to steal something? And what I, what, one of the things I also noticed was the people that, I, or the men, I'll just say men because I'm a man and you're a man. And in, in the coaching space, in, in men's work, the men that I admire, they all collaborate with one another. Like I've noticed they're on each other's podcasts, you know, they help one another, they promote each other's books. Like, and it doesn't feel like it's coming from a fear-based place. It's like they're, they're there to uplift one another. And in doing so, like they share their audiences with one another and they, it, it just feels like they get more traction um, and they're not in that space of like, oh, I don't want to put my shit out there because he might steal. It's like, no, man, let's fucking share because maybe somebody doesn't, maybe somebody doesn't land for Rob and they might for me. And because we work together, they're going to come over and, and check me out. And that's awesome because if it wasn't for Rob, I wouldn't have that resource, you know? And so collaboration rather than competition wasn't something I knew about early on, it was the other way around. And when I step more fully into the collaboration thing and I'm sharing, like you're saying, you're, you're receptive to, you know, people helping you and 
then all of a sudden all these opportunities start to show up and you're in action and you're creative and you know things are starting to flow is what it sounds like and uh, that's a that's a big shift yeah like it's it's hard to put into words like how and for lack of a better term how magical that feels when you know in your heart of hearts that you are missing a very specific piece of information to move forward and then the universe just randomly drops this person into your life that happens to have the answer for you to feel inspired to take the next action which then summons the next person and they're like just so happen to be the right person to direct you to the next resource and the next resource um and i feel like you know moments like that happen every once in a while when i was doing work by myself but man when when i chose to like start asking for help or at least engaging with other people accepting help um all of a sudden that magic was constant like every day unsolicited sometimes people would just call me up and then we'd have a conversation and there would be the inspiration and and i have to say like something similar happened on this podcast as well like i think before you and i really got involved on this podcast i was doing my own dating podcast for like hundreds of episodes and i was getting burned out to be honest and like talking for like 10 15 minutes at a time without any breaks without a partner to bounce ideas off of is stressful as fuck and i think <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah, I, man. I was yeah. doing the same thing rob i mean I, it, it, it's and it's boring as fuck too man it, it but we had to work through and like when we started collaborating when you asked and you know like it, we had to work through a lot of conflict too, man. Like we, we really are the laughing warriors now. It, every time before we hit record, we're like laughing our balls off, man. And it's like, <laughs> and it's totally natural in, but in the beginning, I remember there was times my mic would be fucked up and I wouldn't know how to fix it. And you'd be triggered. And we yeah. like, early on, man, it, it was it to work with another man because you and I are both men. Like it, it took, it took a lot of of um a lot of skill to get to where we are now man it took a lot of uh a lot of fucking difficulty you know a lot of hard shit that we had to feel and work through man <laughs> like it wasn't easy to get to this point i'm sure at, at one point we were both thinking we why the fuck are we doing this man this doesn't feel good but on the other side of working through our conflict and our own issues in in we built this relationship, this space over time, man. And it's like, oh yeah, well, I can, I can apply what I learned through our, through doing this podcast with you into all my other relationships. Like it's not going to feel good all the time. It's going to be hard. You're working with other people, but ultimately it's my shit to deal with. And it's a good opportunity for growth. It's going to be hard, but you're going to laugh a lot more on the back end yeah yeah for sure i feel like i'm a little bit embarrassed when i look back at how i was showing up back then not that i had a choice because like i hadn't worked yeah. through all that shit yet but it's like looking at like a five-year-old boy throwing a tantrum just like yeah <laughs> just oh he's like five minutes late i'm gonna be upset 
And Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing with him anymore. I want a new friend that shows up on time. Like, yeah, he'll show up on time for five minutes and then he's going to be the same, you know, the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's that's very relevant, right? It's like the temptation for, for some of us is always going to be, I want to do this on my own because I can't trust other people. Right. And it's or because some part of us recognizes when I interact with people, eventually at some point it turns into this clusterfuck and it's so much stress. Right. And we're, we're not often taught how to deal with those situations. So then we lone wolf it, or at least that's what I did. I would lone wolf it. It's like at the very least, I don't have to deal with other people. They're the reason why everything is all fucked up. But like, yeah. that's crazy, right? Because like people are unavoidable. It's like there are 8 billion other people on the planet. I can't spend all of my time not making eye contact or interacting with all of them. Like that's not a life. That's like an avoidance of life. Yeah. Yeah, man. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad we worked through our differences, man. Like we we really did and, and to get to this point where it's a lot of fun and we're a lot of joy and um, yeah, we get to have an impact on other people and we get to share our experiences, especially this one, man, like this podcast almost didn't make it, you know, and on my end, you know, it was like, Oh yeah, that fuck man. Like I, it, I didn't want to stick around either. It didn't feel good over here. Like, fuck, I'm being blamed all the time or I felt blamed or whatever. And it was like, Oh no, man. Like we both have some skill around relationship, man. And we stuck it out and it was worth it, man. It's worth it. Um, I, so I guess circling back to the topic of the podcast success, I feel like this is hugely successful because it almost didn't make it to air we worked through our differences and here we are. And so it didn't, ha it doesn't have anything to do with monetary gain. Although this is a, this, I think getting coaching clients, this is a, a, a medium that may bring you or I potential clients. So there is some monetary gain here, but that wasn't the, that wasn't the um, goal on the, onset like on the front end we were just like hey man this is we're both kind of fucking doing a doing our own thing lone wolfing it but what if we join forces out that'd be kind of cool and we did and this feels like success and i feel like success is like any relationship it ebbs and flows sometimes i feel successful sometimes i don't in this moment i do feel successful um mm. if i look back into the past and to where we are now um I'm reminded of what we had to go through to get here and I feel success. Yeah. And I, I think that's an important point to raise. I think for me in the beginning, back before I had any like professional or financial success, the expectation of myself was if I become successful, that will I will know that I'm successful because I will feel successful all the time. And if I don't feel successful, then I must be failing in some way. And that I feel like that's kind of one of the more important distinctions to unravel. Like as Scott was saying, that success sensation 
that feeling of certainty in my body that I'm doing the right thing, it kind of, it's kind of like this torch that we pass back and forth amongst ourselves. And it has nothing to do with whether or not we are actually making the impact we want to make in the world. There have been moments when I've been super down on myself, like, oh, I fucked up on marketing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. And then I'll have a week where like four people become clients out of nowhere. And it's because of something that I did like a year and a half ago that just didn't give me results until now. And so much of business and success is kind of like that. It's, it's not really like you take one action and it gives you a clear outcome. Like, oh, you know, I called someone and then I made $500. Although that sometimes that does happen. Mm-hmm. It's more like I did a bunch of work. I had a conversation with like 15 people throughout the week. And then one of them led to another connection. And that connection might be able to get me in front of like Elon Musk or whatever. Like eventually, <laughs> eventually you have the big win, but it's like, so much of that foundation work isn't rewarded. The The other thing that you mentioned, and this, this will be the last thing I talk about because I've been rambling, is like, <laughs> my yeah. Fr- yeah, yeah, I got a lot to say about this. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, say it. So I want to, I want to like spitball off of something you were mentioning, like that the presence of joy, which mm. I think is really important. Um. So I, I think we've talked about how on previous podcasts, like happy salespeople make like 50% more sales. Um, and I've seen this verified in the content creation or influencer space too. One of my friends just hit like 500,000 subscribers or something like that. Wow. Last I checked in, she was, and she was at like 200K and she was making... 10k a month just off of ad revenue or something like that so she's probably like at 20 or 25k a month uh just from making content on youtube and the question i always ask myself is like how the fuck did she do that what are her principles how did she get there yeah and it happens to be that that principle of joy she only makes stuff when she feels like excited and inspired about it the energy behind what she's creating is the driving force. Mm. Um, the hashtags matter. How often she does it matters. The length of it matters. But like she sets all of those things aside and puts her priority on, does this light me up? Would I be excited to do this thing? And so if the joy isn't there, it's not getting put out because her theory is that like if she feels it, then her audience feels it. They're more likely to engage. And she's used that principle to build up to this fucking empire. I think she makes as much money as some doctors out there. Wow. And so I, in my heart of hearts, it's like, okay, there's a lot of evidence here showing that like, if you want to be successful, you need to learn how to find that joy first. It not only creates the sustain because then you'll want to keep on doing the work, it's also what draws people in and has them like really deeply engage. Yeah, man, that's, that's huge. What, what's coming up for me is authenticity. Like that's huge. Like she's being true to herself and in doing so it's creating a a ton of success for her. I can't imagine if you, if she was doing it the other way around where it was to please everyone else it would suck. I don't think you could 
find joy that way. So it feels like to me, she's fucking, she's really nailed it. And, and, and I'm imagining she's not in a constant state of joy and bliss all the time. And when she's not, she's not creating. And when she is, she, she does create. And I also heard that like the logistics are important as well, but what's more like the hashtags and the, and all of that stuff, like that's important, but that isn't the driving force. Like that isn't the marketing tool she utilizes to, to create her success. It's an internal compass that drives her. And in doing so it lands better for the, the people that are subscribing because they can feel that authenticity and that love and that joy. And it's, I'm imagining inspires them. Yeah. I, I was thinking like, she does this channel about like food, cooking and eating and like, no one wants to watch a channel where the main person is just burned out and tired and fucking sick of their <laughs> lives because they've been making so much content. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I've seen her stuff, man. I, I've definitely checked her out, and it's it's awesome. She, I mean, it, just all of it, the, the cinematography or the videography and the whole thing, it just, like, you can tell she loves what she's doing, and it's evident in the production and, all the way down to you know all the all the bits and pieces, man, for sure. Yeah, it might be cool. I might invite her on for an episode. I'd, I'll I'll see if she's up for that. Like, yeah, that'd be dope, man. Yeah, because like the question I want to ask her is like, how does she bounce back when she has days when she's not feeling successful or inspired or in joy? But I also know that we're also very capable of answering that question. So maybe we do that now for the listener, like. If, if you were thrown off your game, man, how would you, what's your like top two or three things that you would do to get back? Mm. One of the things like I'm noticing that's coming up for me right now is like my commitment, like let's put it in the context of this podcast. Like I used to have, I used to have this pattern of when I didn't feel good, I wouldn't show up. I'd want to cancel. Like, I don't want to do the podcast. Today. I don't, I don't feel like I feel depressed or sad or whatever it was. And I wouldn't, but what I noticed was when I commit to showing up, it's not just about me. It's about you as well. When I commit to showing up and once I get here, I like I'm, and we start rolling and vibing and I'm like, Oh, this is exactly what the fuck I needed, but I was going to avoid life and avoid joy by staying stuck in my, that emotional state. And another thing I do is move my body. I, I, I like I can go run or I could go do parkour or just get the fuck out of my head. Um, meditate is, is another move for me that really helps in slowing, like slowing down the thoughts, the incessant compulsive thinking. And then I can just connect to being in my true source and then that's super helpful. So those three things I think are pretty important for me. Show the fuck up. Slow the fuck down. <laughs> and move my body. Move your fucking body. <laughs> hey, hey, forget about it. Go move your fucking body over there, will you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, it's Tony Pumbats. Go move your fucking body. Well, you're going to feel better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a killer, man. I and and I think this is kind of what's missing from all those like um 
from all the manifestation crowd, a lot of times you don't see them. Some of them do, but but a good chunk of them don't bring this up because it's like, it's like, oh yeah, just think positive thoughts, right? Just have the right energy and stuff will happen. Sometimes that that is the way that it works out. But like the the engine of success here, the the core of it, the steel that will like keep you from bowing and getting crushed by life is mm-hmm. is what Scott was just talking about. It's it's that integrity. It's like, hey, I made a commitment to do this thing, and I feel like shit, but I'm I'm still gonna show up. I'm gonna do what I can. Like, it, and and it's inside of that, like, it's inside of being it, being willing to work through the suffering. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I can see myself through the other side of this. It's gonna be garbage for like the first five minutes, but then we're gonna find the thread, and then it's gonna be killer. When I, I feel like when when I started learning how to do that, it really started opening up a lot of doors for me. It was much, much easier to just kind of quit and get stopped by things. I think I was really defeatist back in the day before that like that habit began to form. And I, I think I will echo too that like meditation for me has been a big deal, if only to show that like if I sit in stillness long enough with most things the discomfort the hurt the fear um eventually it just disappears on its own it just fucking vanishes i don't have to do anything i'm just sitting still and then it's gone and there's something about seeing that happen again and again and again that feels like it's feeding my brain this confidence this data that like everything will come and go everything will pass including all the stuff that you're very very worried about including the worst parts of life those come to an end and it can happen quickly i'm thinking about too like one thing that i'm trying out that i think has been helping with my pattern of success is um i was watching this documentary about free soloing and the guy is like talking about like there's this footage of him like reaching out for a rock grabbing onto it and it just like breaks off of the rock wall and he's just like hanging by one arm and a foot and he's like sometimes when you're climbing there are moments when things get real and you can either sit there and let it like shatter your world and like have a panic attack on the side of the mountain or you can just take the next step and the next step and the next step until you're through it and seeing that from someone who is performing at a world-class level kind of lit a fire in me to be like, okay, how do I do this for myself? So now when I'm climbing, I try to be in a situation where I'm a little bit out of my element. And when I notice that fear of death coming up or that, that anxiety, I'm trying to breathe through it and just slowly move into the next thing and the next thing until the fear passes. And I'm seeing how that practice has made it easier for me to be with the discomfort, that fear of rejection, that fear of failure and death in my body in business. And when I notice it, I'm trying to do the same thing that I'm doing when I'm rock climbing. I'm just slowing down and giving myself room to breathe. And I'm trying to just like step by step 
take myself forward at a pace that will eventually allow me to see myself through to the other side. And it's hard to describe the benefit or the end results of this, but it's almost like because I'm beginning to embrace that discomfort, everything else in my life feels tranquil and calm and manageable because it's not that. And even if it is that I have so many examples of being able to move through it, that it's not terrifying anymore. I can just focus on the next baby step. So I guess that's my advice for now. I think there's going to be more stuff emergent, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with this thing. No, I like that. I like what you said there at the end, like just baby steps. I think, I think when fear comes up, it, like for me, I'm just like noticing what you were saying and then mapping it to my experience. Like it feels like overwhelm. Like I've got to do something monumental in all these steps. And what you're saying, what I think I hear you saying is you're bringing it way, way, way down, slowing it way, way down and bringing it into the present moment. And what's the next tiny action step that's doable for me right now in this moment? And you can apply this to business too. Like, oh my God, I got to scale this business to nine figures and I'm going <laughs> to hire a staff and I got to see it. Like, of course you're going to fucking shut down. Like just thinking about that. But what help, what I'm hearing helps you move through that is bringing it way, 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 way down into some tiny action step that allows you to stay in action. And in doing so, you're going to the next step to the next step, to the next step. And then you're building momentum. And then over time, you, you know, you haven't had to stop, shut down, re-regulate, then start all over again. It's like you're staying in continual action, even though it's the little baby steps are going to get you to the big step. It's that it's not like you take, it's the one big, huge sale. Like you were saying earlier, like you get that one big hit, and then you're good. It's like, no, man, you're those come once in a while, but it's more about the little wins over time that builds momentum that creates the large, you know, that success in and of itself in the present moment. And then there's this larger context of success, you know, over time that's built through years and years of doing exactly what you're doing, tiny little action steps. So I just want to say that that's brilliant. And that feels in my body when I think about that, I'm like, oh yeah, man, that's easy to do. But the big thing that feels overwhelming and shuts me down and I don't want to do anything then. So for the listener, I think go back and rewind that part and listen in taking small action steps daily is going to help you stay in action and feel successful more often than not. Yeah. And I a hundred percent agree with you, man. I, I feel like, like that process of feeling like fucking like on fire and excited and like you've got steel in your spine and you're ready to do this thing. To me, lately I'm discovering that's more about the momentum of the thing than like, me like drawing the arrow back for like the one perfect shot that I can never take again. And if it's not a bullseye, then I'm going to be a failure. And, and I, I used to, and sometimes I still do this. I still reflexively right. fall back into this. Of course, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, we were, we were talking about that 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We were talking about that in, in earlier on about like, uh, I, now I just lost my train of thought. You, I, you had it. I apologize. Man. It's all good, Keep going, man. Oh, I'm not sure that I do have it, but I'll, I'll take a swing. Like, I think, I think it's like beginning to let go of that mentality of, I have to get it perfect and exactly right. And it has to create this cascade of other successes all in one shot. And beginning to recognize that like it's it's the game of archery no you just keep on taking like random shots and then figuring out how much tension to hold and where you put your your arrow and where where you're looking with your eye and how rigid your hands need to be it's the act of practicing up until the point where you can consistently nail that bullseye but that whole learning process that whole calibration process is, is part of success mm. And I, I think, I think that's that lesson has been delivered many, many, many times, right? Like we've all heard it before. It's like, yeah, it's like a road to success is paved with failures or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I guess it lands different for me now because I'm more embodied in it. And hopefully that made a difference for you who's listening right now. Yeah, I, I definitely feel the same way. Like more embodied in the truth that. It's about the journey. There's no destination. You're, there's nowhere. There's no end. End point. It's like you're gonna continue to grow and develop and become. And so I, I agree with you on that, man. I think not thinking you have somewhere to go, and just enjoying the journey. Like I know that's cliche too, but for me, bringing it, slowing it way, way down, and literally, like. I'll stop and smell the roses. I'll stop when I'm doing things like I'm, I want to be aware of everything because everything is happening in the present moment and just, you know, being aware of that, like, wow, like just look, the sun is shining and you know, whatever it is that I'm working on. And then there's this and this and this, and like, there's so much more going on than what I'm perceiving. If I can just slow it down and really enjoy everything that's occurring in this moment. And that feels like success to me. You know, like you said, you're, you're not, you're not going to hit the bullseye a hundred percent of the time. You'll get good at it and be more proficient, but you know, more often than not, you're not going to be hitting the bullseye and the feeling of success and joy are still equally as available. Yeah. And I, I want to build on the foundation you were laying there. Cause one thing I'm noticing about being a beginner again is that I really crave examples and like concrete steps and the rest just feels like fluff to me. So here are your examples and concrete steps if you're listening right now. So Scott and I are talking about cultivating joy, like enjoy the journey. You've heard it before. Let me give you some examples of how you can get there with yourself. What are the factors I can control? to arrive at this state where I fucking love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. One of them is, it's like, what can you do ahead of time? Like normally I hate meditation doing it by myself, but if I happen to go for a run first or I work out, um, or I do yoga, all of a sudden that sets me up to have like a really enjoyable meditation or if like I do a meditation right after I wake up. So the context, like what comes before the action 
is just as important for cultivating joy as the action itself. The other thing that can be useful when it comes to cultivating joy in the process is learning how to trigger flow states. So for instance, if you do a lot of writing for your job, one of the things that will make the process of writing feel really gross and like contorted um, and like you want to stop as soon as you can is if your inner critic is active the entire time, um, which is something that happens to me quite frequently. I'll be writing and then I'll catch a typo and be like, fuck, like, why am I not doing this right? And I'll have to go back and rewrite it. And then I'll scan back through and see where I've written stuff in a really poor way or this doesn't make any sense. And I'll go back and I'll rewrite it. And, and the trick for flow states is you just keep going. You don't allow yourself to go back and correct and fix things and look for all the problems. You just keep writing. And at first it feels really awkward and uncomfortable but you allow yourself to continue taking that next step, that next step, that next step. And then eventually, before you realize it, you're flowing. It's an enjoyable process. You're just cranking out good idea after good idea. It feels good to be in the process of creating something new. So you can kind of take that and apply it to almost anything else, right? Any other process that you're doing, trying to master, or any other piece of the success puzzle that you haven't quite cracked, you can begin to turn into a flow state for yourself. So as we were talking about before, part of that is the prep work that you do in order to get into that flow state prior. Can I pump my body full of endorphins before I do that meditation? And then when you're in the actual act of the thing, can I be mindful about the way that I'm engaging with this? Um, I think meditation can be really helpful in general when it comes to just learning to find joy in things. There, there's something about the process of allowing everything to get very, very, very still. And there's only one thing that's happening. Maybe it's a fire alarm and I'm meditating around the fire alarm. Or it's like, um, maybe I have anxiety and there are a bunch of people in the room, but I am meditating when I'm in that environment and, and part of that process, for me at least, begins to disarm the trigger of the social anxiety. I'm surrounded by people, but all of a sudden my emotions are calm and tranquil. And it's almost like over time I just learn not to be afraid of people. And so the next time I'm around a bunch of people, it's actually much more easy for me to be in a joyous state because the fear is gone. I can just kind of be myself without fear of consequences. So those are kind of three different approaches to beginning to explore and create joy in any circumstance for yourself. It's the prep work. It's shutting down your inner critic and just continuing to take action without having to go back and correct yourself. And then it's also like, how can I apply a meditative practice to the situations where I get thrown off my game quite frequently? I love it, man. Yeah. All those things. Definitely. I, I implement those into my own life and, um, yeah, you have to have a practice and I think success is a practice, you know, just like meditation. Like we practice meditation to feel more success, to feel more joy. We don't practice meditation to become better meditators. It's to be better out in the world, to be better for ourselves, to be better for the people we're serving. So I would just, you know, just say that and, uh, yeah, drop the fucking mic. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling a little self-conscious because I feel like I've been talking a crap ton this episode. Well, I had to go pee, man. So, like, I, I dipped out. I'll let the listener know Rob, Rob was doing his thing because I had to go take a leak, man. So, <laughs> I feel like what you delivered was fucking fantastic, man. And I could hear it while I was in the bathroom. So, it was awesome. I was listening. <laughs> I, I was totally listening, man. Ah, okay, cool. That, that, I feel better about that. All right, yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks for saying that, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm also noticing that we're pretty much at time, too. And, um, yeah, I think it was an excellent episode. I think there's a lot of great content in here for our listeners and um, action steps. And, uh, yeah, I think your action step is to go back and listen to this again and again and again and again and share it with someone and leave us a comment. And, and and reach out to us and let us know that you know this is helping you if it is uh share it with your friends and family and uh write us a review rate us give us five stars uh if that feels good for you you know whatever feels good for you i'm not asking you to 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 give something that you don't feel is deserving um and yeah that's that's it man that's all i got yeah it's been real Thank you for chilling out with us for, I guess this is probably going to be about an hour, maybe like 45 minutes. And we love you. We'll catch you next time. Yeah. Peace. Peace.